no, because when when Victor assigns some arrows as like a theme, Yuri's like, oh, I'm gonna be sexy like a pork cutlet. <laughs> oh, listen, it's I think incredible. <laughs> I think everyone has the experience of looking at a piece of food and being like, this is the most erotic thing I've ever seen in my life. Welcome to Mortified, the Friendship Quest, a podcast where two long-distance friends bounce media recommendations all in hopes the other will like it. I'm Aaron. And I'm Pride Month. Uh, and this week, we send off Pride Month with the figure skating anime Yuri on Ice. Before we land our quad-style triple-loop combo jump, remember you can help us on Mortified, the Legitimacy Quest by subscribing to us on YouTube, iTunes, or Spotify, signing up for our monthly newsletter through the link in our show notes, or following us on Twitter and Tumblr at Mortified Pod. Layla, Aaron, it's time. It is. We're going to make history. It, it's been a long time coming, but finally, we're going we're gonna to talk about Yuri on Ice today. Yes, which was your suggestion. Yeah, I mean, like, I'm sure people who are interested in anime remember back in 2016 when this thing was just like a huge success and like everybody was raving about it but like yeah i never uh i never got got onto the train and i, I really wanted to catch up and this this gave me an excuse to you know we're gonna you know send off pride month with a with a very queer positive show and um it it fits squarely in our wheelhouse of um gay things and anime and very specific sports competitions yes <laughs> we've covered volleyball we've covered ice skating um there's barely a skateboarding anime i think we should look into that a skateboarding anime skateboarding anime very specific right in our wheelhouse uh yeah no this is i was surprised to hear this suggestion from you um not because i don't think you would enjoy a queer ice skating anime but just it, didn't feel like something that you would be naturally interested in without having somebody else kind of give you a prior lead-in, which would have been me in this situation. But even though I've put you through Princess Tutu, I did not feel confident in giving you just like a straight queer, straight ironically, just just like a just like an unfiltered um, queer romance, especially about ice skating, which is just not a sport people are typically very interested in. Do you, have you watched ice skating ever? I don't think so. I feel like there was a bit in 2018 when we were just like, we'd only been mutuals for a year. And like, I would like follow your ice skating posts because um, the, uh, that was the the 2018 Winter Olympics and you got really, really into it. And I was like, Layla seems to be having a good time. Uh, but yeah, no, I have no, no understanding of ice skating uh, before this. And now I actually have a little bit of context. Right. Okay. Yeah. Uh, correct. Uh, I am. <laughs> I love ice skating. Um, I it, audience, if you've missed this, I'm a slav. It's one of our things. Um, I would love to go to a winter Olympics. If somebody wants to hook me up and take me, I will. Ironically, I will, I guess, depends on who takes me. I will shed every nationality except for the one I'm rooting for. Um, I used to work uh, in an office and with a French Canadian and it was during that time, like it was during that Winter Olympics and we we like got into it. Like it, we, we loved each other. We were on great terms. Whenever he came into the office, we had like a, he usually worked outside. Um, like we loved each other. We always like hung out and, and, and dicked around. And then the Olympics happened and it was just like, you French like it was just it was so much um uh but yeah no i love ice skating uh and i like still don't understand how it's scored even though i've been watching it most of my life but uh, it is deeply important to me and i do get very emotional um when i watch it um both every four years and then whatever qualifiers i can catch on the tv yeah um definitely we're gonna get into how it's the scoring affected the anime and 
you know, the actual technical aspect of it, because this show is surprisingly technical. I don't think it's quite as nitty gritty as Haikyuu because they don't have enough time to like really dig into it. But a lot of this is just straight up ice skating. And I think that's very interesting. Uh, And we're going to talk about that. Basically, Yuri on Ice is the story of Yuri Katsuki. Um, he's a 23-year-old professional figure skater from Japan, and when the show opens, he has just bombed the shit out of like a, a, an important competition. You know, he he hasn't been able to get into the grand finals. Um, he he's just a complete mess, and he feels terrible. Um, and he goes home to Japan, and he. You know, he does a little skating routine that's copied off of uh, his idol, who is named Viktor Nikiforov. Um, and um, basically what happens is that that goes viral uh, because some very small girls, uh, some triplets posted on the Internet and like it goes viral. And that inspires uh, Victor to come down to Japan and, and become Yuri's coach. And over the course of these 12 episodes, they, you know, develop a routine. They have some you know, friendly competitions, some not so friendly competitions with other skaters. And, uh, at the end, uh, Yuri is able to make it to the grand finals, the grand prix. And, um, it's, it's a very, you know, it's a, it's a quick, quick show, you know, 22 minute episodes, 12 each. Um, it's fun. It's not that hard. Like despite all the skating talk, it's pretty easy to follow. And the characters are very, um, distinct and, and we'll, we'll talk about that in a sec, but yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I think you were right in your instinct that like, this isn't really a show for me because like there's not a lot of big explosions and fighting monsters, but like the character work was very interesting and the, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff to like. So it, it was enough to get me through it. Despite the fact that I'm like, I don't really like dancing and this there's a lot of dancing stuff, but um, no, I, I enjoyed it overall. Uh, I would fuck so hard with like a fast and furious on ice type shit. Just like some, like magical girl level just insane ice skating i think that would be a fantastic show and um i'm sure because i disney listens to this podcast this is our audition to be the kingdom hearts executives as we all know um make it happen mouse yeah i mean oh god there's got to be somebody who worked on Promare is got to be working on some sort of weird ice skate combat anime in the future. That's got to be a thing. Stop. No, uh, they are working on a a cyberpunk anime, which um, would be, is going to be very interesting. Like based like cyberpunk 2077, like in partnership with. Oh, like the cyberpunk. Yes, Hmm. yes, yes, yes. Man, Um, RIP to them, but. (laughs) I mean, well, Trigger, Trigger seldom disappoints, so I'm sure we'll watch it for this program, um, because it's at the intersection of other things we've done, um, but we'll, I guess we'll fucking find out. Mm-hmm. Uh, shall we go through our characters? Yeah. Um, do you want to start with Yuri? I would love to. I just now noticed that Yuri Kotsky is very close to Katsudan. Yeah, <laughs> um, that's probably intentional, <laughs> huh? <laughs> yeah, they probably did that on purpose. Uh, um, he's very food motivated. Point number one. Very relatable. His en- his, his entire goal um, is to win so that he can eat pork katsu bowls because they're his favorite thing in the world um, to an insane extent. And you know what? Icon. I love that for him very much. He's also like kind of you know self doubting. He he he's only twenty three, so he's not like. He's not like anime protagonist young generally, I, I, but this is about actually the age that most an- anime protagonists should be. I feel like <laughs> because they still have, he still has this level of insecurity, but he's also enough of an adult to be like, you know, not lot just like a weird child soldier. Yeah, uh, no, for sure. I, I, you know, I love to uh, add five to anime characters' ages um, so that I can watch it more palatably. Um, I do also love that because he's 23, one of the bigger jokes in the show is that everybody finds Yuri incredibly sexy and Yuri has no fucking clue. Yeah, there's constantly shots of people just like, you know, doing there's a lot of anime blushing in this program. Um, but there's a lot of people just like, you know, nosebleeds and just like, you know, fangirling. And there's one uh, person in particular, um, uh, Kenjiro, who, who is like his his like teen, you know, 
Kenjiro is to Yuri what as Yuri is to Victor and like you know Kenjiro's like what 15 17 he's just idolizes Yuri and every time Yuri does anything he's like halfway in a swoon it's so cute it is very very cute uh also when JJ went into the sunken place for some goddamn reason in the middle of his performance if you look in the corner of the frame he's like picturing Yuri looking down at him and he's doing like this very sexy (laughs) yeah no he looks like he's doing this ice queen like sexy bitch thing like looking down on him like it's so wild because Yuri has never looked like that once in his life no, because when, when Victor assigns some arrows as, like, a theme, Yuri's like, oh, I'm gonna be sexy like a pork cutlet. <laughs> oh, listen, I think, <laughs> I think everyone has the experience of looking at a piece of food and being like, this is the most erotic thing I've ever seen in my life. And you uh, know yeah, That's sh- fair. Shout out to the uh, caprese salad I had at Lake Placid that did bring me to tears. <laughs> Oh, that, that did actively happen. Um, now we brought him up. Let's just uh, cover him. Let's talk about Victor, who you seem to have mixed feelings about. Okay, uh, we'll we'll get into that into the body. Uh, but yeah, Victor is the 27 year old. Uh, basically, he he is this Russian figure skater who, like, all of a sudden just retires uh, at at the the end of like his winning another gold medal. You know, he's like world record holder. He's he's like the best figure skater ever, basically. He retires and he goes to go to train Yuri after seeing that viral video. And um, I have mixed feelings about him because um, of the way that his his and Yuri's relationship starts out. A lot, like I said, Yuri idolizes him, and it's very weird to have you know somebody that you idolize show up at your house just naked in your your family's hot spring. I feel like that's you know we'll we'll get into it more in, in a bit, but it's. It, there's something to talk about there but generally victor yeah he he's the coach he he plans out uh yuri's whole um they call them like programs i think um yes. but like his his routine he has two routines that he da- or dances slash skates to and um you know he he's he's the main love interest basically uh to, yes. to yuri and um he is certainly an interesting character yeah, he's. He, I think he's a proof point as to why you shouldn't put people on a pedestal. Um, I say that with all the love of my heart. But yeah, there's short programs, long programs, and free skates. I think those are the, the three. I might be wrong. It's been a minute since anyone skated in public. I wonder why. Um, uh, next is uh, the other Yuri, Yurio. The Ice Tiger of Russia. <laughs> I didn't catch on to this until like the episode where they're actually in Moscow, but... Yuri, yeah, like, they're like, oh, he's the ice tiger of Russia, and like all his fangirls, like, throw, like, you know, stuffed cats and, like, cat boy ears uh, at him, and they all have, like, little cats on their shirts, and I was like, why, why do they call him that? But it's like, he wears, like, a tiger shirt, and he's like, you know, that that's his whole thing, uh, but it's very funny that he is the ice tiger of Russia, because he's also a 15-year-old. Uh, a huge, huge bitch, and I, and I love him, kind of. Uh, yeah, he is motivated by rage, mostly, um, which I think is very funny, because uh, Victor's whole um, challenge for him is the uh, the Gaper Agape, uh, which is, like, a thing of unconditional love, and he, like, has to try to think of his grandpa to get through those skates, but, like, his final skate is so funny because he's just thinking of JJ and he just goes, shit hurt! <laughs> <laughs> fucking hate JJ so much. Uh, he's so fucking funny. I love him so much. Um, yeah, I. it's funny. So I watched this for the first time in 2016. So how old was I? 20... Five years ago, so it was 2022. So it was like right around, right around, um, just slightly younger than Yuri, not Yuri O. Um, and it's funny because it's that weird age, um, especially having just come out of college, where like you don't quite see teens as kids yet. So I always like, I was kind of annoyed with Yuri O when I watched it the first time because I was like, what is this little bitch? <laughs> and now I watched it as a 27 year old they're like this is so funny because this is a teen like it's just hateful and hilarious um but i was a little bit worried going into the rewatch that they were gonna play it like he had a more of a crush on victor because that's how it read to me the first time but like that's not it at all and it's just so nice because he's 15 and just such an asshole he calls an 18 year old a hag (laughs) (laughs) which like yeah (laughs) 
Uh, that's really funny. Um, Yurio is, is one of my... I think he's a very compelling character, especially his relationship with Victor and being like, you know, this is a guy that I look up to. He's also kind of my idol, but also one of my biggest, you know, competition people that I'm competing against. And uh, I, I really just like the dynamic between him and Victor and Yuri and, you know, Yurio being like, I don't understand why this guy from Japan, you know, took all the attention away from me and him like just trying to work out his feelings about that. I, I think I think Yurio is great. Um, yeah, he, he does do a lot of emotional work, and you know what? We stand. King shit. Yeah, so those are the three main characters, but um, there are a lot of other side characters, and we're going to we're gonna touch on a couple. Um, do you actually want to talk about uh, Pichit first? I, I have nothing to say to him about him other than he's perfect, and I love him. And he is the only one with a brain cell in this entire outfit. He rules. Um, he he's like I think he's close to Yuri's age, maybe maybe twenty years old, and um, he he's like uh, he's Taiwanese, right? Yeah. Um, yes, he's he, a Thai skater. Yeah, he he he's like the first like person to ever win a gold medal for for Taiwan, and um, or Thailand. No, Thai. Yeah, Thai Thailand. Thailand. Oh, sorry. But- and um he he's really great uh he he's very into social media like his whole thing is like taking selfies and going to fun places there's one part where you know he accidentally posts a a very like lewd pic of uh victor and yuri because victor got too drunk and just started taking his clothes off and he was like oops and there's just like him like with the selfie camera like making like a little fishy face in the background like victor's like hanging all over yuri (laughs) and that's very funny and it's so funny because he's not the only one that took that picture. There were a couple of younger skaters that were 17 and 19 there that were, like, debating. They're like, we can't post this, right? Like, we're not supposed to post this. The peach it posts. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, I thought it was fine. I love him. He's so good. Yeah. He's the only one that realizes that Yuri and Victor got married. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else is like, oh. Oh, those are just, you know, practice rings. They're good luck rings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we'll talk about those rings. I think mm-hmm. they're hilarious. Um, so you don't like JJ very much. I fucking hate JJ. <laughs> He's so annoying. I love that Canada got a son of a bitch. Yeah, I think that's good. We have to play against types sometimes, right? Everybody's like, oh, Canada, you know, they're the nicest people. They'll say fuck you with a smile. Uh, but no, JJ's just a huge douchebag who's like, I'm the king. Everybody follow me. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm not even gonna, like, I'm not, like, sorry, uh, Victor and Yuri, I know that you all just got, are gonna get married, but actually, I'm gonna get married when I win the, the Grand Prix and get the gold medal, and then everybody just leaves after he says that. I say this at risk of Marty disowning me completely as a friend, I'm, like, about to burn down a years-long friendship. Marty, do not interact. (laughs) He has incredible Nickelback energy. Oh no! That's so mean. <laughs> but tell me I'm wrong. Uh, but tell me it doesn't make you think of Rockstar by Nickelback. Ah, uh, it's a little bit Rockstar. Yeah, I mean I don't think it's quite as bad. Um, but he he definitely like wants to be. He wouldn't say no to starring in that video. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, Nickelback energy. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it's the same quality. I'm yeah. saying it's the same vibration. <laughs> yeah, very much like, I'm a cool guy. I'm going to do my own thing. Look at these photographs of me with all these gold medals. Uh, and I was so happy to see him just fizzle out in the final because he just annoyed me so much. I do I do get emotional every time all the whole audience like supports him though. That's just nice. It's just nice that even though he fails, everyone's chanting GG. Um And then there's uh, Chris. And <laughs> So Chris is a Swiss skater. Um and he is uh, very horny for horny. skating. Yeah, I mean, like, Yuri's whole thing is, like, Eros, you know, being, like, sexual love, but Chris is like, I have mature sexual love, and to prove that, like, there is a whole sequence in his thing where he, like, lifts his butt cheeks up, and they bounce, and, like, people are just, like, fainting in the audience because they're so turned on, and he does, he does, it is explicitly said that he reaches orgasm during his, (laughs) during his routine. (laughs) um twice actually twice twice Uh, um Um, 
so that's it's it's a lot it's a lot um he he's very funny but i do hate him also yeah happy pride uh to chris um also yeah he's um i do appreciate his energy of like coming to the pool with champagne uh that's very fun and i would like to do that sometime soon um oh you do have the crispinos uh on this list it's an energy so there's two italian skaters also um mickey crispino and sarah crispino um mickey is in love with his sister uh, there is no other read on that. Yep, I, that's about as much as I want to say about them. <laughs> I, it's just so weird, and I mean, I, I guess we could start transitioning into the body of our, of our podcast, but, like, this is one of the things. So this, this show, it could have been probably, like, eight episodes, but because they add so much stuff with the figure skating and all these other characters, you get these weird tangents. You get this weird arc with Mickey and his sister and his sister realizing that he is in love with her and like was way too protective of him, of her trying to date other men. Um, and I hate that I used other there, but it is like he it's not an incorrect statement to say that Mickey kind of thinks of him as dating his sister, which is it's so weird. And like it doesn't you know, it has no narrative purpose besides to like just show this weird story about these skaters but like it's in there and it's funny and like I, i'm not mad that it's in there i'm just it's just so strange narratively speaking because it doesn't add to the overall plot yeah i mean like there's that and then there's also Gor- uh, georgie's whole thing uh who uh i keep georgie georgie it's, i can't it's really hard for me to like unslav uh, but he like broke up with his or his girlfriend cheated on him and his Dances are all about heartbreaks, so and the first one's really angry, and the second one's really sad. And the funniest shit is she actively thumbs him down in the audience for the really sad one. So he's wild. That's another, like, weird story we get a lot of uh, uh, introspection into. Um, there's Odebeck, who I love. Um, I love all the Slavs in this. We'll talk about it. Um, and then we have Yakov and uh, Lilia, the skating and ballet coaches from Russia. I fucking love them. They rule. They were my favorite side characters, I think, that weren't skaters. Yes. Uh, Lilia has two iconic lines that I wrote down. Um, the first one is when she's coaching Yurio, and it's, uh, no, no, forget who you were. Your past self is dead. Understand? <laughs> iconic. Fantastic. Thank you so much for that. And the second one is most people don't realize beauty is a fortune, force of righteousness. Without beauty, strength means nothing. That is... Listen, we'll talk about all the Slavic brutality in this show, but, like, that is how every Russian woman I've known thinks about beauty. Like, it is weaponized. So hearing that out loud was just, like, I felt like home, you know? Yeah, I mean, like, the, the Russian prima ballerina is is a, is a type, but I think it's it's executed very well here, and I really like just, like, this older, like, hyper-competent woman being like, Yurio, you must sell your soul to win. And Yurio's like, okay, I'm in. This is it. Um, this is it. I'm prima ballerina now, bitch. Yeah. Um, and then Yakov is just, like, the, the coach that... He was also Victor's coach. Uh, and then, like, Vic, he is just constantly being antagonized by Victor, who Victor's like, hey, Yakov, do you want to hang out? And, Vic, and Yakov's like, you can only talk to me if you're begging to come back into the Russian skating circuit. <laughs> and then, like, later when, um, when Victor's dog gets sick, like, Yakov... He's just like, hey, uh, Yakov, will you be Yuri's coach? And Yakov's like, what the fuck? No. <laughs> but then they end up being their coach anyway. It's so funny. Yeah. And then when Yuri's talking to Yakov in the in the kiss and cry, which is what that area is actually called. It is called the kiss and cry. Um, but uh, Yuri's just like watching Yakov lecture him. And he goes, mm-hmm, that's where Victor gets that from. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, baby. That is where Victor gets that from. Um, he's only had one coach, and he's gonna mimic that coach for all he knows. Um, then there was, a uh, uh, Kenjiro, who you brought up a little bit earlier. He's a younger skater in the Japanese circuit. Idolizes Yuri. I think it's very cute. He's an angel. My little jazz king. Um, and then there's Minako, and she's, um, she's a, uh, Yuri's ballet teacher. Um, obviously not, like, Russian prima donna. She used to be a dancer. She's retired now and teaches. But her whole goal is to travel with Yuri and meet hot skaters. And that is 
correct. <laughs> listen, we gotta give it up. Like, listen, if you're if you're flying all over the world to meet like professional athletes, you gotta get laid. Like, I respect that. I mean, that's what the Olympics are. They're all fuck dome. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Like, there's there's significant like STD outbreaks at the Olympics every year because everybody's just blasting. <laughs> It is it is so bad that at Tokyo they are still gonna hand out free condoms to the athletes, like a ton of free condoms to the athletes, even though they're like, but you shouldn't because of COVID. But they're like, they're gonna anyway, because you're stuffing hundreds of the world's hottest, most chiseled bodies with the best stamina and sense of rhythm in one fucking village. They're not big. I've seen the one at Lake Placid, and you're like, yeah, don't fuck. They're gonna fuck. Listen, that's what harm prevention's all about, right? You 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 try to discourage the behavior, but you also know that if the behavior is gonna is almost certainly gonna happen, you make it not terrible. And you know, you you that's why I think that we should have syringe ex- syringe exchange programs and also condoms at the Olympic Village. It's basically the same thing. Yes, it's absolutely, we're definitely going to equivocate those two things, and I'm going to say that not only are they going to fuck, but it's going to be long and athletic, and uh, God bless them. I literally have never been happier, except for when uh, knowing that Olympic athletes are having a great fucking time, especially now that they're uh, letting more people be openly queer about it. Um, R.I.P. Adam Rippon, not R.I.P., he's still alive, but he's retired. Um, too bad Adam Rippon won't be there, um, because, uh, I'm sure he was charming and delightful, and I hope he had, oh, he's engaged, but I hope at some point or another he had a great time. Um, (laughs) I like that I'm, I'm (laughs) having a great time just, like, trickling in skating trivia, um, because I do just, like, retain a bunch of it. I think you brought up earlier, um, this is just a fun fact that I don't know how else I'm going to slide in, so I'm going to take a moment to slide it in. Um, you mentioned that people were throwing, like, stuffed animals. Well, stuffed food at Yuri, which I thought was so fucking funny. Did you notice that? I was like, why is there just a sushi on the ice skating rink? <laughs> throwing stuffed food at him because during his intro at the... I think at the competition against Yurio, the announcer was like, and Yuri Katsuki is dancing to arrows, trying to evoke a pork katsu bowl, which is, how dare you do him that dirty while he's trying to ooze sex appeal. But anyway, so they do actually do that. People people throw like flowers and stuffed animals. There's one skater in particular. Um, his name is Yuzuru Hanyu, I think. Um, am I correct? Uh, yes, uh, user Hanyu, and he's, I believe, a Japanese skater, and it's always Winnie the Poohs, and he gets the most Winnie the Poohs fucking ever. Like, it is, it is, they litter the ice ring. He donates all of them to Chillins. Isn't that nice? That's so cute. That's so sweet. So, yeah, that does actually happen, and that's my little bit of a skating trivia before you move into the body of our program, um, where we could talk about, um... It's uh, the fact that Yuri on Ice is a show that came out in 2016, and it was fucking immensely popular. Yeah, I mean, like, I I wasn't able to watch it at the time, but, like, it's it just seemed like it was everywhere. Everyone was talking about it, at least on the people that I follow on Twitter, and I, it, it was it was just a big phenomenon. I'm just wondering, you know, if you had any idea why that was. <sighs> Your guess is as good as mine, so I am the kind of person that avoids... Um, things that get too popular because I, you never know why. Um, and I, I just, I got burned really hard with free when, do you remember free? What is free? Swimming one. No, I've never heard of this. Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's a, uh, I think a very queer baby, I think if I remember correctly, swimming anime, I only watched a couple episodes. It was fine. Um, but it really started this like queer sports anime craze and so when you're right and ice came around and everyone was hyping it much like promare i was like there's no way until i fucking get i'm not watching it and then uh marty and i ended up watching it and it is perfect i think part uh well it's not perfect but you know what i mean i think part of the appeal um is that yuri on ice exists in a world where homophobia isn't a plot line do you know how nice that is to watch it's just nice like they got engaged. It became like a public thing. None of the other skaters, none of the news outlets, none of the families, nothing. No one. No one said a fucking word about them being gay. Like, it just wasn't a thing. Done. That's, I'm, that's great. That's not 
always the right move for like a piece of media. But I think for this one. I think that's a good point. Yeah, like there are situations in which you do want to highlight uh, real real world examples of oppression and, you know, discrimination. But in a skating anime that's just about like people that are in love i think that's completely fine like you know it's it's a big discourse thing in you know ttrpgs and fantasy and being like oh you shouldn't have fantasy racism or versus you know fantasy racism can add something to your to your world and your narrative but for something as fun and upbeat and relatively low stakes as as yuri on ice uh that's not not a that doesn't mean i want to you know diminish its importance or, or significance but you know yuri on ice is not trying to make any big statements and they're just but be that fact that they're not trying to say anything besides just like this is a, a love story about two two ice skaters i think that's i think that's really important because like they are in some ways making a big statement by by not including homophobia by by saying like this is just sort of how the world should be and it's fine and it's cool and this is you know aspirational and maybe maybe we should have more media like this yeah i mean i there's um uh, some discussion i've been following loosely uh surrounding the fact that a lot of western media is trying to take this stance kind of universally of like well we should just shouldn't depict homophobia but then you know we have to talk about the fact that even in america even in europe there's still a lot of very actively harmful legislation a lot of people face a lot of violence you know there's anti-trans bills right now uh like a big surge of them um queer people frequently get mistreated out in public you know not everyone can be out um and that those narratives of oppression whether or not they're overcome are still relevant more relevant in other parts of the world so having a lot of these especially younger western fans critique things that show homophobia is kind of regressive because not every story is about america you know what i mean um but that being said the leading ideology of this show has less to do with the romance which is like its key plot and more to do with your typical sports anime shit of like working hard and this it takes a real i don't know if this was intentional but it, it takes this like really Especially with sports that, like, with such a, a high, I guess, turnover and such a low retirement age, such as skating, it is just such, like, a, I feel like a lot of, uh, it leads with this note of, like, you only get to burn bright for a little while and things like this. So, like, you have to work hard. And, and like, Victor says to Yurio in the end, like, you have to live your dream because you're the only one who can who can do it the way you, you can do it. And, like, those are the core motives of this show. And it has nothing to do with, like... The queerness is just like a natural facet of it and i think that's fine like this is the story to do that with you know definitely um you've got a note about the a kiss controversy do you do you want to dig into that real quick yeah a bunch of people like women were like that wasn't a kiss it was a kiss you, you saw it right i mean he tackled them onto the ice like yeah it seemed pretty explicit to me yeah, they said that because the there's a controversy that because the their mouths were covered up by the arm, it was like the coward's way out. No, what? No, it was a kiss. Relax. It's 2016. Again, not a Western narrative. They got away with what they could get away with. I'm sure it was like a production thing, and if not, it might have been a creative choice. It was a kiss. That's it. That's the controversy is that people were like, it wasn't. It was a kiss. Shut up. Um, so speaking of, about the romance between Victor and Yuri, this is what I was alluding to earlier. The it wasn't an age gap thing, which I I really appreciated. Like they they made you know twenty three and and twenty seven is a perfectly fine uh, age gap in a relationship. Um, I just I thought it was a little at least initially I I was a little bit worried about the fact that Yuri idolized Victor so much and then Victor just rolled up because like. I do think that, you know, when somebody has that kind of power influence over over you, it does create an imbalance in, in a relationship. And, like, I was at first like, uh, I don't love the the idea that Victor can just, like, roll up into Yuri's life and Yuri will do everything for him. Um, but I do think that they, they pull it off because, like, after the first couple episodes, once their relationship stops being, like, you know, 
Victor um, just being like, oh, hey, Yuri, uh, I'm your coach now. And Yuri being like, oh, my God, this is like the, the guy I've been idolizing for years and years and years. Like, and he's just like here now. Like, it becomes more of an actual relationship where they can like have arguments and, and talk about things they like and dislike. I really liked how that that played out and it became more about like what they could do together and about Yuri's career and not necessarily like how, how grateful Yuri was to be with Victor. Yes. Uh, yeah, I definitely, well, especially like now there's, there's so much, uh, there's a lot happening in comics right now. I don't know if you've heard about there's always a similar a lot happening in comics. <sighs> yeah, you're not wrong, but, uh, about, uh, uh, somebody taking advantage of a position of power like that in order to, to, take advantage of multiple fans um and yes like that's very concerning and and you should you know power dynamics like that are definitely wow i I think on a second watch though i read so much less into that because you go in with the context of the fact that yuri got fucking wasted and made victor dance with him so victor's coming in with this guy wants to fuck so he's coming in on equal footing. Yuri has no idea this happened. He completely forgot and nobody tells him until they're all at dinner. And they're like, wait, you don't remember? We've all been operating under the assumption that you remember doing this. And he was like, no, I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> so everyone, so Yuri came, or Victor came in hot with this whole skating ploy because i mean like he needed something new in his career but also because he's like that guy's down oh fuck <laughs> it is and uh uh yuri just had like no idea what was going on the whole time because he's a little katsudan and we love him um that's the both of the protagonists in the show are criminally fucking dumb uh like i said yuri is the only yuri and pichit are like really really brain cells um but yeah so it's it <laughs> You know, when you, when you have that context, it's, you're like, oh, no, he, Victor thinks they're on equal footing. Yuri has no idea that they're <laughs> on equal footing. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I actually listened to a, a podcast recapping Yuri on Ice a couple years back, and I remember them doing talking about this, but I forgot it. And then I, when this, this thing happened, I was like, oh, shit, I remember this. And then I think that at the end of that episode, because it's like episode 11, but like the, the last, like, you know, the, the credit sequence, they show like the party pictures and they show like Yuri and Chris doing like the sexy stripper dances and like, you know, Yuri like grinding up on Victor and um it's it's really funny and then and yuri is just like oh no and like when they talk about it at dinner pichit's like wow yuri this is really sexual <laughs> and Yuri's like no please don't look at that um and it's it's just adorable and also very funny because like um you know i i've definitely been in a social situation where it's been like i don't feel good right now but if i drink maybe four drinks i'll actually have a i'll i'll have a good time instead of a bad time uh so i i feel i feel yuri i've been there man maybe not there but you know yeah this much like any i think we talked about this during greatest fucking showman of all things but like any media right now showing a party makes me desperately want to go to a party and like listen y'all Anxiety ruined my stomach. I can't drink all that much anymore unless it's, like, top shelf. So, like, drinking for me gets pretty expensive um, because everything else upsets my stomach. And, uh, God, what I wouldn't give right now to be, like, hanging out in a little, maybe a little more than tipsy. I think that would be a delightful time for me right now. And it is just fucking inaccessible. And that is tragic. I would give, I just want to be dressed up and drunk after (laughs) watching this. That's what I, I want to be at a banquet and out of my mind. Oh, one of these days. One of these days. Listeners, for $5 a month, you can make <laughs> it so me and Layla uh, can have enough money to throw a, a frivolous and expensive banquet so that we we have an excuse to spend your money and get dressed up and get really drunk. Um, so if you want to just uh, slip us a, a five every month, um, you can go to Mortified pod.patreon.is.kofi um well we i think we can actually take donations through our link tree now which i think is very funny but um (laughs) uh 
uh, real talk, watch uh, Undone Season 2 when it drops, uh, I think early next year at the end of this year. Watch it on repeat, play for your dog so that there's a Season 3, and then if I get rehired at my current rate, I will just fucking pay for an <laughs> Airbnb where me, Aaron, and 10 of our closest friends uh, can just get a little drizzy. Extremely and- fucked up. That would be great. <laughs> So yeah, get me renewed, and then and then I'll just I'll make it happen in Ohio or some other central location. <laughs> Maybe not Ohio. Uh, no offense to Ohio. Uh, Full offense to Ohio. Yeah, uh, actually, though, fuck Ohio. Uh, <laughs> though also fuck Ohio twice because they somehow have the best license plates. Ah, uh, um, damn. But <laughs> so anyway. I recently got my my New York plates, so I've been thinking about this a lot because uh, New York has had some ugly plates recently. Anyway, um, we were talking. <laughs> We're talking about power imbalances in relationships. It should be it should be said that uh, Victor is an incredibly good skater, and uh, like you were trying to allude to earlier, this show is extremely about ice skating. Yeah. Um. So like, there is so much technical talk for for only this only being twelve episodes, and a lot of like the the competition arcs just like show people doing their routines and you talked about this in your notes but like a lot of that is just because they can reuse those animation frames which is which is very smart and i don't blame them for doing that but like yeah a lot of it is just like watching watching the same routines with like slight variations like different like jumps or like maybe they would fall one time um but i think that's it's so interesting that they they get so deep and technical into like the sport of figure skating yeah no it really is because i mean like you don't I mean, yeah, people know that, like, part of the highlight of figure skating is jumps, but, like, not a lot of people can be like, oh, well, that's a loop, and that's a salcow, um, and that's a lutz. Uh, so it is very technical, but like you said, I mean, that's that's the easiest way to make this show, right, is you put a figure skater, you can just put them on ice, or if you want to get, like, crazy with camera shit, like the movie does, uh, from, like, the one clip that the, the, of uh, Yuri on Ice Adolescence, which is the Victor origin story that's coming out, I think, later this year, early next year. Um, if you want to get some, like, really crazy camera shit, you put them in a mocap suit, and then you just film them from a couple of different angles, and that's it. And so this, you know, this kind of production would require, because um, they do a lot of jump combinations, right? So um, Yuri does one that I think is like a, a sal cow into a single into a loop. So you just get a quad sal into a single into a, a single loop a quad sal and you just, you just like go down like whatever permutations of these jumps that like you need to get to get the base footage and then you just put anime heads on those people and like you can see that when like yuri and victor are skating together right in one of the coaching sessions like they're frame on frame it's like the same animation there's nothing wrong with that it looks great but, like, it's just such a smart production, right? Like, it's so... And you could, like, they hired a skater for it, or skaters probably plural. Um, and you know how much I love artists getting paid. So, uh, it's it's just... I don't know. I just think it's so neat because, like, I don't know how accurate Haikyuu is to the sport of volleyball, but, like, they were taught... They explained skating scoring to us in, in Ep4. So, I mean, like, they at least made an attempt. Yeah, I mean, I do appreciate that because, like, you want it to, if it's based on a real sport, you want it to be about as real as you can get with, while still keeping, like, some of the anime shit. But, like, the way that they deploy the, the technicalities and the scoring of skating, it does add to the narrative because there are some moments in there where, like, I was, you know, at the end, I was like, you know, Yuri's probably going to at least place, if not win, the whole Grand Prix outright. Um, but, like, there are bits in there where I was like, oh, no, I know this is probably, like... In, in a story arc, this is where Yuri's going to, you know, have something bad happen to him. And, like, you know, it gets really tense when he, he does the jumps. And I was, I was just like, kind of, like, holding my breath every time because I was like, oh, no, if he messes up this jump, he's going to get, you know, points deducted. And that's no good. Uh, and, 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 like, I do I do appreciate how they made that relevant to, to their story. And they brought the audience in, even if the audience doesn't necessarily know anything about figure skating. Yeah, I mean, like, you put it in your notes, like, there's a lot of, like, great tension buildup, and there's so many ways to fuck up a jump is the thing, right? You can put your hand down on the ice, that's what, that's a fucked up jump, you could over-rotate, you can slip out your arm. There's a moment where I think Yuri steps out of a jump, that's another thing you could do. You can just flat fall on your ass, that's a thing, or you can make, like, Yuri and slam your face into concrete. 
Yeah, that's how I was like, I don't know how Yuri scored so well uh, on that particular one, because he, like, did just get his whole fucking skull caved in. <laughs> but, like, he, he did, this was, like, one of the ones where he was competing against the junior uh, co- competitors from Japan. Um, so, like, he was, he was like, you know, in, in a lot of much higher, you know, tier uh, than them. So, like, you know, they all got, like, in the 60s and he got, like, a 90. But, like, I was still like, man, he did he did break his nose. <laughs> so, I don't, it doesn't exactly, you know, 100% ex- explain the scoring. But you do get enough of it to, to understand and to have attachment to, to the various plot beats. Yeah, I mean, it's it's from what I understand, skating fans don't come for me. Uh, from what I understand, the scoring is very much based on difficulty. So, like, there is, you can get as high as, there's, you raise your maximum score with your difficulty, and then it's the execution of those things that are deducted. So, if your program is less difficult, you could get a, you can't reach the same max score as somebody doing, like, four quads on a program, you know? Um... Uh, another skating fun fact, uh, American skater uh, Mirai Nagasu at the last Olympics broke a world record with, I think, her difficulty. Um, she landed some, like, insane jumps. Um, I think three triples in a row or some shit. I don't know. I don't remember what the record specifically was, but mwah, chef's kiss. Love to, love to see a, a, an American skater. Like, I'm telling you, the Slav just sheds the moment I'm, I have to pick a country to support. But, um, uh, yeah, so, but I think the... The thing that helps with the understanding of the sport is having the audience. Because you can kind of gauge how you're supposed to be reacting with how the audience in the show is also reacting, which is what I do at real-life sporting events. So <laughs> cheer when other people cheer. Yes, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I, I do like they can, you know, they give you cues, like the audience gets hyped up, and it's like, oh, this must be very impressive. Like, it's hard to tell, right? Because when you're when you're watching anime, like all the physicality and the energy of the show is exaggerated. And like, you know, you're, we're used to watching anime characters pull off impossible stuff, but like, you know, having that audience be there and being like, Oh wow, this, you know, landing a quad is super hard. Like that, that gives you the context that you need to understand it. And I do, I do appreciate it. How Yuri on ice deploys that in a way that makes it accessible to people who don't know anything about figure skating. Yeah. I mean, you knew when to gasp. You knew when to clench, right? <laughs> and and <there> also, was... <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> there was a lot of clenching. Is that That's what, what I was going to say? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, I love that. Well, the other thing they do is that, like, we were talking about how much like the skating is reused, is because it's reused under a, like a variety of internal monologues. And about, I think, like, right in episode 12, I was just watching Victor watch Yuri skate, and I was like, God, it must be so hard to watch your skater change their program in a competition. I would shit my, I would shit liquid the entire time. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, that that happens a couple times in the episode, and, like, all the coaches are like, fuck, fucking shit, fuck, but, like, it's their internal monologue, and their faces are just, like, blank, like, mm, okay, good. Uh, and, I, and I love that. Um one thing though that that happens in in yuri on ice that i you know that we should talk about is the part where like yuri is is really really nervous for one of his competitions and and victor in order to try to motivate him you know because he's trying to do what you know yakov does apparently he's like oh well skaters hearts are so fragile i wonder what will happen if i shatter yuri's and he's like well yuri if you do bad in this competition uh, i'm just gonna go back to russia i'm gonna be done and yuri just like bursts into tears and victor's like oops and like i was very upset with victor at that because it kind of a shitty thing to say bro yeah he was engaging in, in, in what i referred to a couple times in my notes as slavic brutalism um that is some shit slavs will pull uh is it good no it's not good i don't support it uh but i did i think that was that moment was one of the first moments i cried um because i found myself relating to yuri like a troubling amount like, a, I should go to therapy amount. Um, but uh, 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 Yuri said something along the lines of, um, I don't need you to say anything. I just need you to stay close to me and believe that I can win more than I can. And I'm like, wow. And that's part of Yuri's growth, right? Because he starts out as this very, like, un- like you said it yourself, like, you, he'll just do whatever Victor says for a while. But that is kind of a turning point in their relationship where Victor does something that... M- takes him off of the pedestal that Yuri is to have him on and puts him on earth and Yuri is able to stand up for himself. Um, 
And then there's, like, a couple of inner monologue times where he, like, critiques Victor's coaching, too, which is, I think, great. But, um, yeah, I, it's, listen, it wasn't a great moment personally, but I thought it was nice narratively. Yes, I do think it is important, and it does, like, make a break between, you know, Yuri seeing Victor as this person that he should always look up to and, like, seeing him as, like, a real person that makes mistakes and is kind of careless with, with his words and his actions sometimes and... It, it works narratively, but, like, I just, it did make me feel like, ah, I don't know if, if Victor, maybe Yuri could do better. That's all I would say. Uh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think their their romantic arc is very satisfying in the end. Uh, I'm not sure if you're allowed to coach and compete at the same time. That sounds so fake. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, but I think their romance is really satisfying. Um I don't know. I thought it was nice. Uh, maybe maybe I just have a, a, a higher bullshit threshold, though, with, with things like this, because I just love... I love romance as a genre. I think it's, it's nice to watch people in love. Yeah. Um, you have a much more sober view of relationships, yeah, um, generally well, speaking. I'm, I'm a former Catholic, so that unfortunately colors a lot of my feelings about expressing any sort of affection. Um, but in this... In this show, that is about two men that are clearly in love with each other. I, I think that, you know, as we're rounding out the end of this podcast, we should talk about the fact that, like, anime is a medium that is notorious for being ha- having two straight men say the gayest shit to each other and then having them both, you know, get married to women and have children that look like them but smaller. <laughs> And, like, it's just so nice to be like, oh, yeah, this is just about men who are in love, and that's fine. Uh, get married to women, have children that look like them but smaller, but then still engage in the gay shit <laughs> on television. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, I mean, this you, you wrote a whole essay about, about this phenomenon, and I, I just think that it's, it's nice to actually see the, the logical conclusion of that, which is, like, no, they're just gay. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah. So just to, to clarify on my essay, I guess, because I think we've, we've mentioned it a couple of times and we've never elaborated. Um, the reason that I, my theory of the case um, is that the reason characters like that come off gay is because women, the female characters, don't reach the same developmental equilibrium. So it's like, if you're not willing to give the female characters in your shows the same development as the men, they're less compelling and have less interaction, uh, less compelling interaction with the male characters. So, like, Kairi, who we love, doesn't really get to interact with Riku and Sora the way that Riku and Sora get to interact with each other. So there's, like, an inherent queerness to their melodrama um same with like uh if you've ever watched the witcher Geralt and um yaskir very gay and even though even though the female companion in their trio is developed her conflict is all about motherhood and feels separated from the way Geralt and yaskir's conflict interacts so that's weird um the anime we have been dancing around trying not to name uh naruto Sakura is like a pet rock, basically. Um, she's she just doesn't get anything other than loving Sasuke, and the problem is that Sasuke and Naruto are in love. Like it's it's uh, it's very hard to watch because I think Sakura deserves better. But um, yeah, and there's there's really the funny thing is that the women in Yuri on Ice have motivations and wants and desires. Like they're they're just as developed as the male side characters. Even the creepy siblings. <laughs> like, <laughs> Sara has motivations and wants and desires, which is to not have her brother hovering over her. <laughs> Minako wants to fuck an athlete. Agreed. Um, <laughs> fucking, uh, 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 I really love Yuri's family, but the mom just wants to, like, support her son, right? It's just, we, we get insights into these women's lives like we don't in a lot of other media, and then that makes it feel like the men in their midst are just raging homosexual so like shout out to bisexual king yuri kotsky because he does think women are attractive and i love that representation for my community it's very good uh we have no choice but to stan um (laughs) layla yes we have started a segment 
uh, oh, on this podcast that we haven't been able to name that we still have not named uh the unnamed mortified marketing segment um uh-huh. how yuri on ice is relatively recent so i don't know that marketing it in 2016 would be that much different from marketing it today um so let's let's set it today if, if uh-huh. yuri on ice is coming out in 2021 what is your grand marketing plan to market it um let's say in america well Aaron, here's the thing. We have a beautiful opportunity here because Yuri on Ice is coming out in 2021. Oh, yeah. The movie Yuri on Ice Adolescence. So we can fucking market it. Uh, As you so lovingly pointed out, uh, while I was lamenting not being able to go to a live skating event in my notes, uh, there is one in Boston, two in Boston, in September, in January, and I will be trying to go. Uh, (laughs) I absolutely will be trying to go. I have a friend who lives in Boston, and I still have somewhere to stay. Um, I think that entering a... I mean, like, listen, Lilia said it. You have to sell your soul to win. Why not also sell your body? Why not enter an American skater who will just cosplay as they skate and compete? I'm I'm interested. What would they be cosplaying as? Just putting on the outfits from the anime. Oh! Yes! Oh, that's really good. Come oh. on, Nathan Chen dressed up as like a young, sexy Victor. Oh I'd my watch god! It. Yeah, or they like they could have various wigs, uh, so they could you know more accurately portray various characters. Oh, that's a really, really good idea. And you don't uh. even have to have it in a competition setting, like nationally ranked competition setting. Add a rip on your fucking a retired queer. Put on a wig and the arrows outfit. Get out there skating with the stars. What the fuck are we doing? Oh my god! Yeah, that's that's a show, isn't it? Is it? Should be. I think it is. Is it not? I mean, there's, there's dancing with the there's, stars. There's, that's what I was thinking. I was like, there's gotta be skating reality TV oh show. Ice skating reality TV show. That's my weekend. It's it's literally called Skating with the Stars. <gasps> How do I not know about this? Uh, it's been running since 2010. How do I? How do I know? <laughs> what? Apparently, you did know about it. <laughs> it was just <laughs> in your psyche. <laughs> I knew, I knew it existed. But yeah, I think that's my grand marketing scheme. Um, also, uh, the fake businesses that sponsor Yuri on Ice could sponsor real skating competitions, and then put out like adverts, um, or you know, if people just Google fake. Um, the fake businesses that sponsor this. Yes, the urine ice ARG we've all been waiting for, finally. <laughs> yeah, you and your love for ARGs. What about you? Do you have any, any uh, marketing ideas? I don't think I have any that are better than that. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> a hole in one. Hire us, Viz Media. <laughs> Let Honestly. us market your movie about teen skaters. Oh, Christ. Oh, Layla, when we're not coming up with ways to sell already extant media properties to the people that who have already watched them uh where can people find us on the internet um you can find me at l-e-y-l-s-e-s at tumblr twitter and instagram Uh, i'm working on reviving my webcomic i think i'm also gonna try to work on the katsudan piroshki recipe that is in the show so if that's something you're interested in mortifypod at gmail.com i will share the recipe with you Hey, we'll be experimenting with that. Uh, Aaron, what about you? God, that rules, actually. I do want that recipe. Um, you should find me on the internet at uh, AaronSXL on Twitter, where I talk about politics and healthcare. Um, you can listen to the other podcast that I do at The Bible Boys on Twitter. We just watched uh, the 2008 firefighter wedding drama called fireproof um with starring kirk cameron cameron um just being like really horny for boats um wild wild show i was just gonna say it's an unhinged episodes if you're gonna dive into the the bible boys uh lore that's a pretty good starting point for the energy that you're gonna get at its peak yes it it, it was a very fun episode we uh we talked about some very upsetting stuff uh, <laughs> Personally, I also uh, recently was hired to write a blog post for the Story Engine deck. Um, so if you want to read my post, uh, you've got to try collaborative world building for your next campaign. Uh, 
I'll put a link to that in the show notes, but I was very happy to write that blog. Um, I love collaborative world building games, um, and, and I got to, to cite some really fun ones. So um, please check that out. Yes, it's a really great piece, and uh, you've heard Aaron DM on this show before, and he's very, very good at it, intimidatingly so, and is a great person to talk about collaborative world building because he let me play uh, the victim of an MLM and somehow made it work in a Kingdom Hearts context, so if that's not a proof point enough, uh, I don't know what else this man has to do for you people. Uh, our theme song is Obsolete by Keshko from the album Filmmaker's Reference Kit Volume 2. Find for more of their music at keshko.bandcamp.com. Layla, we were born to make history, so how do we close this podcast out? I just want to keep winning and keep eating poor cutlet bowls. Oh, ain't that the fucking truth. See y'all next week. God, I want a poor cutlet bowls.